Hey, what's going on? This is your professional wrestling fix. Follow us on Facebook at 10 Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions. On Twitter at the NZ Geary. And catch new episodes of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast and the Basement Dropkick on Anchor FM, Spotify, and other leading platforms. Welcome to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards. Next to me is my referee. He is Dave Keener. Hi. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Dude, um, we have a special guest today. It's his um, third. third interview with us. And, and he has some great stories. If you want to go back and listen to some of his stories, he has a great story with Goldust. In the second interview, he has a good story about Samoa Joe. And, um, Always has new stuff to tell every single time. And we just talked wrestling. And I love wrestling. It's one of the reasons why we do this. And I want, um, I'm saying hi, um, thank you to every single person that has listened to us so far. Welcome to the family. Please Please, please um, enjoy everything we do. So we have Greg Spitz on, but we got a couple, a couple of little things going on in wrestling. Keith Lee won the NXT, NXT title. Now he has a dual championship. That's kind of cool. First time ever in NXT. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Um, Vince McMahon um, did not give Paul Heyman heads up about fire, um, firing the WWE guys stars, and that's crazy. Um, so, Apparently, Bully Ray's contract is almost up with Ring of Honor. Yeah, but I think not Ring of Honor. Yeah, Ring, Ring of Honor. Honor. So we don't know where he's going to go after this. Um, Rusev announced that he was tested for COVID-19. So look up that stuff. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but we're, we're just giving you a little headlines. And a little bit of news here and there. So um, Greg Spitz is on the line. Let's get him on. Guess what? What? We got wristbands. Is that wristbands? Wristbands. All right. Yeah, 10 wrestling, yellow and black all around. It's great. It's great to like have to, because you can help us um, promote our podcast and everything that we're trying to do in the future. Sounds good. And we just got in 10 wrestling bead wristbands. Now, how much are these ones? These ones are 6 bucks, and the rubber band ones are 5 bucks. So the ones that look like a rubber band are 5 bucks. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So if you want to help us get a mixer and all this stuff, please donate or please help us. We'll send you something cool, like these wristbands and cool bead bands. You can hear them. Cool. So please help. Well, it'll be awesome. Thank you. And Not just for me, but for Quinn, too. He needs help as well. And in the future, we will have T-shirts. T-shirts? T-shirts. Anything else? Oh, we have plans of making T-shirts and T-shirts and T-shirts. And um, we got icons in the future. We'll get you an idea if you want to get an autograph. We'll send them and ship them to you. And we got wristbands and wristbands and wristbands and wristbands and wristbands. Hey, guys. This is Bob Mann from the Bob Culture Podcast here. Here to tell you a little bit about my pop culture podcast, where we're talking about wrestling, movie reviews, and interviews with the likes of Jim Ross, Jake the Snake Roberts, Velvet Sky, Summer Rae. We've even had a Ghostbuster on the show. That's right. So check us out right now at bobculture.podbean.com. We are also on iTunes, YouTube, YouTube, that's not a thing, YouTube, and all that good stuff. Enough shameless promo. Back to the show. Welcome, everybody. Our guest for the third time ever, 
Greg Spitz. The Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh. You know, we've all got these busy schedules lately where uh, we don't have time to do things like this, right? Oh, yeah. Dude. Right? Yeah, I've been shopping lately. I was doing Instacart, and we were working. I had Dave running around, and I'll be like, cool. Thanks, Dave. And this was our Instacart days. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been working the whole time. I just, I'm itching to get back in the ring. The oh. main thing right now. Th- that's the suckiest part. Like, um, recently, um, HCO just came back. And um, yeah. I was happy to see... Um, Johnny Nova and Christian Ross, they're all young guys getting ready into this business and I'm happy to see them wrestle again. And wrestling, like my love came back. And then recently this uh, Me Too movement made me sink down going, oh my gosh, what happened to wrestling? I, I don't think anything happened. It's just being brought to light. There's there's always been, you know, and, and you know, we won't go into it and anything. It no, 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 no detail. Light, but it's, it's the same in every uh, sporting venue. You know, like, this stuff happens in Major League Baseball and the NBA and yeah. the NFL. All of it. It's just being brought to light because professional wrestling has, you know, been... It's not like an all-boys club, really. Like, you know, we're not as, as shut down as other places where, you know, there's amazing female talent that's allowed to perform because there's... You know, I've, I've said this for years, way back when I first started doing shows, and you'd see somebody like Mickey James, and you're like, she's better than everybody else here correct and other sports other professional sports don't allow females in the nfl in nhl in major league baseball so if that were to happen you'd be seeing the same the same stuff going on and it it does happen it doesn't just happen with other talents in the business in in those sporting venues in those sporting arenas it happens to fans it happens to yeah you know people in their everyday life and because they have money they cover it up that's you know like the teams cover it up the organization as a whole covers it up it's it's everywhere there's there's awful people in all walks of life if we want to go being exposed if we would go back a little bit remember the penn state one penn state yeah look yeah. how horrible that whole situation it's an awful thing and like there's you know i i the world's constantly evolving and changing and yeah. you don't realize sometimes you may have said something or uh did something that because you're you're in character and you're trying to get, you know, do things like that just shouldn't be done or said or anything like that. And yeah. this isn't even that. This is like real life stuff that's happening. So it's, um, I don't know. I, I, you know, if there's anybody I've ever hurt or offended, like I've never physically hurt someone. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I would feel awful knowing about that or thinking about that. That's a, you it's know, tough. if I ever said something stupid, you know, we're not, you know, the older we get, the, the more mature we get, the more we realize the, the way that we, we may have acted or, or spoke before is not right. And, you know, I'm a middle-aged man at this point. I realize mistakes I've made and things I've done in my life. And I tried to reach out to people and apologize for them. And that's just like, that's normal relationship stuff that yeah. I reached out for. It wasn't like a, like the stuff we're hearing now yeah um, it's we're it's we're trying to be human beings and yeah and um look at mjf um he's over because he's a heel and right. he's on the list and i'm like oh he might say something i bet he cares but he he's playing a character he's staying in the role right and he doesn't want people to think he's a nice guy so that's why he doesn't go out there do all the grass do all the stuff he just plays the heel so yeah, i I, I never want to go out and sign anything or take pictures when I'm the heel. And I, I don't go out at intermission. I don't have merchandise. I don't do that stuff because, you know, I, I can, if, if people are still hanging out, I will not be mean to that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be mean to a fan who comes 
but I just I don't feel like I should do anything where they want to cheer me. But at yeah. a point at the point I'm at, you know, I'm 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 not trying to be the most vile human being I possibly could be, like I was, you know, in the early 2000s. Now yeah. I'm more of a, a goofball, and <laughs> would I have to turn up the notch? I turn up the notch. You know, I, I I work a different way at different promotions. At ECWA, I'm I'm a lot more serious and a lot more aggressive, and in like uh, like a world one, which is more family friendly um type environment i'm mm. i'm a lot goofier you know I, I mean law i'm ridiculous i'm a human cartoon character that's that's what it is i mean you, you know do i uh you know you, you, when people say like it's fake it's like you you're not faking falling down like you're still yeah. you know i'm six two six three that's six feet of falling that, that happens <laughs> you know so uh there's a reality to what we all do, but the reality for me is that I just want to entertain people. I just want to, I want to give them their money's worth. I want to make them as loud as I possibly can be as long as possible and, you know, keep them coming back. And that's one of the good things I like about you. And you yeah. got me coming back. That's <laughs> all I want. I want to give them the, sh- I want to give them everything I've got and make it the best possible show. I want to make sure that at the end of the night when they're driving home, they're like, man, but did you see that? Like, you know, I don't even care what they call you. See that idiot? You know, when he, <laughs> <laughs> that you know that's that's my job that's that's what i try and do that's who i want to be that's uh, you know and i think that's a, a thing like a lot of young guys like you said the the guys who you mentioned earlier like they're just starting out um you gotta stand out and be somewhat different and i think you know uh teddy and i is the marvelous one that's those capes that you don't see many people walking out with that sort of investment in their not anymore in their gear and you you have to you stand out right away immediately you know i want to see somebody in that old you know mr wonderful paul orndorff rhinestone robe you know Ooh. i'm not saying get a new one every show like rick flair the, the ten thousand dollar one but invest you know orndorff had that one robe yeah <laughs> right we all know it he all he stood out right away but it really was like that one robe rick rude for me rick rude stand out because his yeah. tights and he had different yeah. tights every time Every show. Yeah, yeah, the, and like the airbrush tights, that was awesome. And oh, I, was it WrestleMania Five? I don't see a lot of guys even doing that. But that's like if you're gonna get airbrush gear, you know, switch it up. Yeah, RVD, RVD. had their airbrush gear. Yes. Yep. RVD had it, and it looked awesome. Right, and then what was it? WrestleMania four or five when Rude had Jake the Snake's wife on the back of his tights. <laughs> uh, not was that I don't know if that was Mania or like a SummerSlam. Where it it might have been, but it was one of the big the... ones. And then we were talking. I was telling him about one of the funniest things that I've ever seen you do was the picture in the ring. Yeah, do you have that story? To tell oh, us? oh, the picture. Yeah. Well, oh man. So um, these guys ran a show, and it was they booked everyone. I mean, there was probably sixty guys on the show. And was that Ron's show in Chester? No, no, no. This was uh, like uh, it was it was called Raw. Real American wrestling. Okay, okay, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I've, I've done the picture spot a couple times. To be honest, you know, like if, if something works, I'm gonna do it more than once. Right, always, always. Yeah, uh, you, you take it to the next town. That's it. Work here. Let's try it here. Um, but the the picture where it's like Maverick, Norm, uh, and and the when it was the Well Hung Warriors sitting there, we did it as a go- we came to the ring with toy belts. <laughs> saying we just like just competed in a double elimination 256 team tournament last night and flew in and we defended the like action figure toy belts not even like toy belts that you buy your kid to walk around with <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these belts were like, like, like the jack specific uh action oh. figure titles oh my gosh that's so awesome 
Yeah, so we, we defended that we lost them. Couldn't believe it. But it was, there was, you know, the, if you think about when you book a regular show, yeah. what you want to have six, maybe seven matches, maybe one tag match, right? Yeah. So that's like 16 people, and then you get two or three refs, right? So that's, you know, and a ring announcer, you round it up to like 20 people tops. Correct. This, this was 60 names that had to be put into matches before you look at the referees and the ring announcers and all that stuff. By, by the end of the, the, you know, when you look at everybody that had to get paid, there was probably, I don't know, 70, 75 people. And that's not, you know, you can't fit that in a locker room. I've changed in a lot of tight spaces. But when you have that many people, it gets kind of bad. And the big thing was, like, try and get on first. I'm a big proponent of trying to get on first because that means I can leave. Yeah. When you're younger and, and starting out, you're like, oh man, I just, I want to be in the main event. Oh man, I want to be the champ, you know. And, and you really think you made it when you win a title in, in indie wrestling, but you know, chances are when you're first starting out and you first get a title, um, you're probably working for a place where you're not going to defend that title because it's not going to be around the next show. Yeah. <laughs> a month later, it's gone. So it, it's, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm always honored or, or happy that somebody believes in my work to put me on last but you know i want i want to get in get out <laughs> i don't want to be there too late or uh you know we don't have the issue anymore with like trying to find a place to eat on the way home because so many places are open now but yeah. that was a thing way back when got got to get gas before you go because you might not find a gas station that's open in you know bumbleberry pennsylvania or um, thank you thank you wawa for opening up a thousand gas right? stations yeah wawa oh, yeah. is one of the greatest things to ever happen to independent wrestling. <laughs> well, that or um, Royal Farms. Royal Farms, uh, yeah. They're um, coming in here. Sheets. sheets. Man, I love me some sheets. I never had sheets. Sheets, you got to go up. It's a uh, Lancaster area is yeah. where you're first going to start seeing them. Yeah. Um, but, man, they're, they're up in the um, Allentown yeah, area, too. Up there. Yeah, up there. sheets is so I've been, I, you know, I've been into one. I've been into one, but I never yeah. ate from one. No, you gotta, you gotta eat there. You gotta get like, you know. Yeah, but when I go up to the Allentown area, it's mostly going to see family. So we're already having dinner at their house. So there's no point in me buying anything. Well, That's you cheap. know, on the way back, you get some onion rings and like a chicken biscuit uh, with bacon and tater tots. And oh, yeah. I'm hungry. Now I'm, <laughs> we're, I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go. Let's go to Allentown and get some sheets. That is that is not uh, great dieting advice right there, but man, <laughs> I love it. The worst was we were um, when I was working shows down in Tennessee, and like you know, like oh man, there's a Sheets. We got to stop at Sheets. I love Sheets. And if you go to one where the service is terrible, just like anywhere, you, you love the place, and you go there and the service is terrible, you're like this is this was a mistake. Yeah, that's hap- so bad. That happened to me. It was Hooters on um on um, yeah, Baltimore well, Pike, you know, right near Baltimore Pike. Yeah, went to Hooters because my friend loves Hooters. Thinks it's the greatest place in the world. What guy doesn't? No, 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 no. Not not because of the Hooter girls. It's because he loves the food. And I'm I'm I'll I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you who it is later. I'll bury him (laughs) off off the radio. I, I probably know who it is. You know who it is. Right. Um, and um, he wanted to go there, and we had the worst waitress ever. Um, she didn't come to the table. Um, when we were, and then we were like trying to get the order going, and she still didn't come down. She was playing um on her phone, and then she came over. It's like got our order. Maybe like half an hour later, our food came. She's still on her phone doing nothing, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. Um, and then like that sounds like every trip to Hooters I've ever had. Oh really? An hour later, I'm like, oh, 
I, I've been to Tudors and um, it was better service. Um, so so like um, in the past, um, you came on, you talked about gold dust and the knife. You talked about um, you talked about Kevin um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Did we ever talk about Brian Sosha? Any good stories with him? I mean, all, all stories with Sosha are good because we, you know, that was like two years where we just, we were everywhere together. Um, and, you know, we, we got along great. Uh, we had, you know, like, I, I always say this looking back is like people love the team. And yeah. looking back, I always say like, yeah, we weren't that good. Like, if you look yeah. at, if you look at our work at the time, like we weren't, we weren't really good. We just, we had a gimmick and we connected and we were entertaining and that that's more what it is than anything. Um, I just, I can remember us constantly getting lost going to the same shows <laughs> and like, you know, ending up somewhere and where are we? Like it, driving to the wrong state. That's, <laughs> like two guys with no sense of direction and like, you know, he can't hear out of his one ear. Yes. So it all depended who was driving and how terrible the conversation would go because you'd be saying something for five, ten minutes and he didn't hear any of it because he just can't <laughs> hear it all. That's um, so true. <laughs> I think we, we you know, wore down uh, Van Halen's 1984 uh, just listening to it on repeat over and over on tape because yeah. we're old. Yeah. Because we're both... <laughs> Yeah, just I'm I'm really jealous of him though because he still has his hair and I don't and I can't grow it back and his looks better than ever. You know, <laughs> he looks just yeah, just as young as when we met and I'm you know bald and gray. <laughs> I. I... I remember the few times when I was either ring announcing or ref, and and I'm I have to hide my face with you guys because I can't keep a straight face because everything was so freaking good and was so hilarious and loved ring announcing you guys and had fun every single time you guys came to the ring. Even now when you're doing the marvelous ones, it's still hilarious and it's still funny and I think that's what makes you one of the best workers I've ever seen. Oh, thanks. Um, when you talked about um, <laughs> Sosha's I'm um, hearing, I remember talking to him and like he didn't hear one thing. And I'm like, and then he looked at me. He's like, were you talking to me? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. not anymore. <laughs> oh, gosh, uh, it's funny. Uh, it cracked yeah. me up. But, like, you, you know him, so you know, like, you've had like a, you know, you think you're having this conversation he's letting you you know yeah keep going because he's he's agreeing with you he didn't hear a damn thing you said <laughs> it's, it's it's funny because i'm like thinking about it because if you i remember hearing a story about kurt angle and um right. and their headsets had one thing Vince McMahon in one ear and the other ear is hearing the commentating and like yeah. he didn't hear anything about what vince mcmahon was talking about so like he's out there having fun doing his commentating and um when he gets back in the back vince is like screaming at him and he's like what the hell are you doing you're not listening to me and telling vince that he's deaf in one ear and it's it's the funniest thing ever like hearing stories like that and oh yeah i was saying earlier i remember the first night i met brian i met him at uh i think it was heat wave 99 or 98 i don't remember it was one of the heat waves and he was there with uh, his whole crew and we're sitting there and we're talking and then all of a sudden here comes carino and dusty up the bleachers as we're oh. talking and i'm like oh yeah you know it's it's crazy when you look back at like if you go back and like look at all the ecw tv stuff or the pay-per-view stuff and like there's so many guys you can spot in the crowd and i know mm -hmm. i know um uh what was it? raven's last match he you know, like as Dreamer and Raven are brawling through the crowd, you definitely spot me when they're on top of the bleachers. Um, <laughs> Craig Prendergast was in there too. Yeah. Uh, and I know like my buddy Bubba and I were, we were like third row for, uh, it, it was like a Van Damme Bigelow match. 
and you know like and my buddy Bubba he's definitely a Bubba uh, so like you know like Bigelow's in the crowd right next to us Van Dam jumps from the top all the way to like the third row <laughs> and uh, you know you just see my buddy Bubba being like yeah just yelling at the guys down on the ground like it, <laughs> you know um, and then afterwards like you know uh, I was bigger than both those guys I'm like yeah I know like <laughs> cool man um Oh my gosh, like times, yeah. I only been to one ECW show. Numerous ones. And <laughs> it was because like my dad taught me, if you have a job, you have to go do your job. Don't call off if you need yeah. to call. So I never went to any wrestling shows like that. Now, uh, I, now I changed my life around and all that, but like that's how I felt. Like I didn't take off for things. And um, yeah, and I missed out on all that ECW stuff, but I still see the pay-per-views. I still watch the TV show, but I've only been to one. And the one I went to was um was the Pitbulls versus the Ryans. And whoever lost had to break up. And oh, I remember that. That was like 96. Yeah, that was the only time I've been to. And then they did the Taipei Deathmatch two weeks later between Ian yeah. and Axel. And that was the only time I've been to an ECW show. I did see. I did go back when I um got a little bit older and I, it's like, man, I need to go start going to wrestling shows because we only it's live fun. once. We only live once. And... I can say I seen King of the Ring '95. I seen WrestleMania '15. I seen Mind Games. I seen this stuff. I want to see more. Spectrum. Or yeah. do, you, do you really want to tell people you saw King of the Ring '95? I mean, it's got a that point. Was I'm, I'm yes and no. Yes, that I enjoyed the Bret Hart match until he had to put a foot in somebody's mouth. Oh, was um, that the kiss my foot match. Yes. But I'm a big yeah. Bret Hart fan. That's the only reason why I went. Bret, Bret was so good. Um, but it, but I was younger too. I was more Markish, and hey, there's nothing wrong with being a Mark. No, we're all no. marks. We're all marks for. You know, think about everything in your life. You're a Mark for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm Mark for Mark. movies, and yeah, I'm a Mark for movies. I'm a Mark for the Marvel movies. I'm a Mark for you know. And that's a good thing. You know what I mean, that's yeah, my dorkiness. It's, <laughs> it's not a. It's not a dirty word. It's just look. And this is this is like a Dusty Rhodes quote. It's like you know. When somebody asks him, it's like, oh, are you a mark for yourself? It's like, why, why are you saying mark? Like, it's a bad thing. Like, you know, nobody would be in this if they weren't a mark. One of the guys, one, I, I admit being a mark one night, and it was really cool, and, and you were there. Remember when 3KW ran out in Trooper? I think it was Trooper. Um, the one Korean comedy where you had the rings set up oh, behind yeah, the gym? Yeah, it's, There's so many. Uh, this That's like an ongoing joke is, um, you know, uh, I think it was Danny DeMonto and Kevin Matthews were running a show and they just called it ABC Wrestling because, you know, like the initials don't matter. It actually had a name. They were calling it that. It was like All Borough Championship, but they just said ABC because the initials. What, what are the? It's just three letters. It doesn't right. unless you build something. There's a thousand independent promotions out there, and you know, so they just called it like ABC Wrestling. And uh, I, I always found that funny. And like, and look at both those guys now. Both have their own promotions that they're doing great with. You know. Yeah. Kevin's running shows out in Alaska, and uh, Danny's got he his shows just started back up, right? For a GCW, um, yeah. Changer, yeah. But we were sitting there, and we were doing the three KW stuff, and Jerry Lynn was in there, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm getting lost, and I'm forgetting what I have to do because I'm sitting there talking to Jerry Lynn, and I just marked out for it because I thought that was really cool. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna go into like you know as we were just talking about ECW and like at that point me being where I was mentally about wrestling where I I really like I might not look great at the that time but like I think I was a great uh, I, I had a good head about what I was doing and I, I said I mean at, at that I time said to Jerry 
I was like, Jerry, you know why you really got over in ECW? He's like, oh, what do you, what do you mean? I was like, because you were the only guy there who sold anything. And that's, uh, <laughs> Jerry Lynn is just the nicest person you could ever meet in yes. wrestling. He's oh, he's just great. Great guy. And like, he's one of those guys like Chris Candido and Balls Mahoney who just were nice to everyone and and the minute you saw them um they they were like hey how you doing so good to see you even if even if it was like just them being genuinely nice you thought you thought they might have remembered you and they might have um but you just you felt like you were somebody because there's guys out there that were that nice like those three guys those are three guys that are that genuinely nice uh, of human beings that you could meet in this and, you know like jerry you know Jerry was such a nice guy. I um, I saw him when I was doing my my Nashville run, um, and and still like super nice, super you know down to earth, easy to talk to, awesome guy. We we were doing um, icons. We were working on icons, and I'm walking by Sandman, and I'm like, hey Sandy. He's like, I know you. Where the hell do I know you from? I'm like, I was the ring announcer for PWF. He goes, Dave Keener. I'm like, yeah. Oh. He's like, how are you, man? And I'm just like, wow. He remembered me. That was pretty cool. He's another guy that, hey, man, I remember um, doing a show in, like, West Virginia or something. He was there. I was like, yo, why didn't you tell me? We would all drove down together. It's like, oh, all right. Like, you remember (laughs) me? I don't think he remembered me. He just knew. I guess he saw, like, the PA tags when we drove up. Probably. He lived lived 10 minutes from me. Um, Yeah, it's funny. My buddy Matt who was usually on tour with his band, was at the PNC Bank in Havertown. And yeah. he looks over and he goes, I know you. You're the Sandman from ECW. And he looks at Matt and goes, yeah, hey. And he starts talking about me and Mike. And then sends a picture of Sandman sitting next to him at the bank. Yeah. Funny so, stories. Yeah, because he lived in Havertown. Right. <laughs> like he just, uh, I don't know if he's still there and I won't say where it was, but I, you know, like, drove by his house all the time. I was there once. And... <laughs> You know, and I knew he had the big, the big old uh, RV that he just drove down. We could have all piled in the, in the RV with him, but um, I got two stories. He's another guy. Hey, hey, Santa, you know, like while we're talking about him, he's a guy that I, you know, inadvertently learned from just talking to him mm-hmm. because he talked about being in the ring and like your wind and like how guys would blow you up. And he's like, you know, like you got to remember, like you can make them work to your pace. And like, once I learned that nobody ever blew me up again. And that's him. You know, once I learned that at that point in time, I made people work my pace and I, I didn't blow up. I blow up now all the time because I'm in my forties, but you know, at that time in my twenties, nobody was able to blow me up because I'd control the pace. And like, I was the heel. Why wasn't I controlling the pace? I didn't, grab somebody and grind them down to the mat and then when it was time to shine them up that's when i could fly all over the place and i knock them right back down and, and grind away and catch my breath but i just yeah. at that point in time like up till i you know like i i always remember that like sandman telling me that like you control the pace and once mm-hmm. you control the pace nobody's ever going to blow you up and he he was a guy who'd like you know like it's like these little tiny pearls of wisdom you don't expect to get because you're looking at the guy who's drinking beers on the way to the ring and smashing them into his head <laughs> probably concussing himself before the match starts bled before the match started yeah, yeah. Sandman Sandman gave you a good advice right there that was Sandman gave me great advice yeah I, um, it's one of those things that just like sticks in your head is like you know you control the pace See? if you control the pace they're not going to blow you up if you work with somebody who's 
so much fast. You know, I got to I got to get in the ring with uh, Killian McMurphy, who I think Love is Killian. Uh, great guy, awesome, so awesome good, guy. like amazing. Um, and I, you know, like I I I didn't really have my uh, full confidence back, and you know, I, I'd never worked with him before. I knew how good he was. I knew when I first started going back to shows, I saw him, and I I loved the guy. I loved you know he got himself over before he got to the ring and i was like i'm all in on this guy mm-hmm. and uh and i just kept apologizing like look i'm i'm gonna blow up i'm, I'm just gonna tell you i'm gonna blow up i'm just i want to apologize i'm gonna get lost just talk to me the whole time and I'll, I'll get through it and like you know you uh i think a lot of uh there's a lot of stuff out there right now like interviews that i'm sure you've all seen with like flair and even like undertaker in the last ride which if you guys haven't watched i highly i, I, I watched it it's great it's, um, it's so good but like when you that that whole thing like when you lose your confidence it's it's really tough to yeah to get, get mentally back to where you used to be if you ever can and i'll never say i'm where i was when i was 28 but i i feel like i feel like i was just like hitting my stride and right before this whole pandemic happened i was ready to take on the world back in march and now it's like all right you know like the, the first few months of like just doing you know gyms are closed or you're doing car like for me i'm, I'm running yeah. out on the street and i'm like putting matches together in my head and i'm like this is what we can do and this is what we can do and you know there's a daily text between teddy and i like why don't we try this or why don't we do that and then <laughs> this thing keeps going on even longer and maybe you stop thinking about it so much and now I'm like, ah, eh. You miss it so oh, much. You, I, you do, yeah. But I was I was ready to go to down to like trunks for the first time ever right when this was, right before COVID happened, I ordered trunks to, to test it out yeah. on shows and uh, by the time we get back to being able to go and, and work shows again, I'll be, I'll be keeping the singlet on. <laughs> Just... <laughs> um, oh, no, go ahead. Um, we were talking about... um like running into people in different places um like um we just um we started we got wristbands for um the Insigori stuff you know what I mean 10 wrestling to help us buy equipment you know what I mean so um yeah. so we we're doing that right now trying to sell them and um I I put money to the side to, to give out to people and I asked Mr. Ola he still has to send me pictures so I can put it on to the page and stuff like that um I send one to him, to him. He's like, yeah, you can mail it to me or drive it to my house because knowing that he lives near me and, like, finding out he's, like, three minutes away in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. That's so like, close. Again, like, what a great guy. Oh, yeah. You know, he's... Well, we had the... the uh, I think it was the first time I got to work with him was the the Keener... Mike Keener Appreciation Show. Okay. Yeah, I remember that conversation we had. And... <laughs> I I was like, hey, do you want to do this? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's, you know, you know, I think I, I challenged any young and up and comer to, to fight me in the ring, and now comes ooh la la. And we, you know, like we we goofed off and like we made them make noise and we got it. We were on first, and there was you know twelve matches. Yeah, I remember or, that match. Or, you know, what were the two of us who were just we're, we're characters? We're not, you know. But that's okay. It, he can go. Don't yes. ever think he can't go and like work a match for for twenty, thirty minutes. He can. Oh you yeah. Know? Like um, we just saw recently at the H two O, we saw Frankie versus Stan Styles, and it was okay. it was a comedy match, and it was great. 
I was laughing the whole time. They're using the dumbbells. He's smoking in the match. It's just yeah. funny. You know what I mean? Like, he's not really smoking. He had a cigarette in his mouth. But, but, but you need those, you need those let me up moments. Yes. Where, especially like, you know, like I don't, I don't know H2O that well, but I, I was there and I know like the product they put out is, is hardcore. more hardcore, right? Yeah, but their shows on Mondays, it's more regular matches. Like, um, okay. I'm not a big hardcore fan, but I, I will support them because Matt does a good job um, promoting yeah. the thing. And, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, like, if you're doing, you know, like, six to eight matches, they're all hardcore match. You need that, like, that let me up match. You need that yeah. something to break it up because, you know, like, everybody's going to see everything by the time the last match is on. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I'm growing up, like, thinking, like, in my head, I'm like, one of these times, because, like, guys like you see in ECW and they, they all made it in WWE and all that, I'm going to run into them somewhere. You know what I mean? Out in the blue and and re- yeah, like, like running into Meanie in Wilmington. Yes, I ran into Meanie. <laughs> first, first I noticed his girlfriend or is it wife? Girlfriend. It's girlfriend. Something. Like I, and I'm like his that, significant other. I I'm like I I know her from somewhere. Ain't that Meanie's girl? She's wearing a mask too. But her and yeah. I'm like she looks familiar in my was head. It a I'm blue like, mask. Because at the time I was going around looking for it because I'm putting all my autographs. And a binder, and I'm looking for um, sleeves to put them in. You know what I mean? And and um, what's the place called? Um, Five Below. No, the um, the place I went to to bring my book. Oh, the co- uh, um, the comic book shop or? No, my my autograph. I'm getting it fixed. Oh, um, what was the name of the place? Michaels. Michaels. So I took, got my. I'm getting my autograph. Um, Bret Hart book, frame fixed. Oh. And um. And, like, at the time, I was doing looking for stuff to put my autographs in. And I'm like, oh, wait, I, ain't that Tracy, like, Meanie's girl? I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, but they live in Philly, right? In my head. And I'm like, that's nah, not her. You know what I mean? And I'm walking out to my car, and I see Meanie drive by. I'm like, oh, Meanie. And, like, and I saw him drive off, and I'm like, okay, let me go to Target. And there's Meanie again, shopping with Tracy. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. That's okay. The, that's the like the thing. Like you don't, you know, you, people have to remember like that everybody's everybody's just people. We're yeah. all just people. You know. I I, I didn't want to bother him because he's shopping, and I would yeah. I would have went up and said hello and all that, and we met so many times at icons, and but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to bother him, and because he's shopping with his girl. You know what I mean? And, he's he's such a nice guy. But oh yeah. Probably at least you didn't get ribbed and yelled at by him. Like not purposely, like but ribbed. So I, I went to a concert in Philly, and Meanie and Tracy are up at the Starbucks upstairs. Yeah. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, hey, there's Meanie and Tracy. My buddies are like, go see him. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. Texted him two days later. I'm like, hey, I saw you at Starbucks. He goes, why in the hell do you come and say hi? Yeah. I, I didn't want to bother you, bro. <laughs> yeah, like I'm in Target. I'm like, I'm looking around for sleeves still. And I'm like, man, this is awkward because I don't want to make it look like I'm following him. You know what I mean? I live in this area, and... I go to Target all the time, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm the only person who knows who he is, and I don't want to be look like I'm a stalker. So I'm trying to, like, walk away from him, and he's, like, coming near me, too, and I'm like, oh, okay, let me get some grapes. Um, let me get out of here. <laughs> and I left, uh, left, and that was it. That was it, you know what I mean? But, like, I didn't want to bother him, and I told Dave, just tell him I said hi. Because <laughs> he yeah. texted him. 
But I didn't. Yeah, I walk into icons and he's like the first person I see to say hi and like, "Hey, man, how's things going?" Yeah, you need to stop hitting the table. <laughs> so, that's my blue meanie story. I'm gonna stick to it. <laughs> and I bet he's telling stories he's like, "Yeah, I got stalkers. I went at the Target and this dude keeps on following me." Yeah. <laughs> stalkers are the worst. Oh yes. Did you ever have one? Uh, kind of, but you know, I. It, the uh, statute of limitations on that stuff is not over yet, so we're... Oh, good. We no, we crazy Steve. Are you scary? Huh? No, remember we're in the car with Crazy Steve, and he was telling the story about he met some girl in Australia, uh, and oh, he, she was yeah. sending him all this stuff. Now, did you ever meet Crazy Steve? Crazy Steve? Yeah. The, from TNA? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Crazy Steve was about five foot six, five foot seven, and this this fan is just sending him shirts that are like three X and stuff like that, and that's like no, doesn't even fit him. And he was telling the story about all that. It's like yeah, you don't that have to like send weird. me stuff. We picked a friend of my um, mine. He um, does icons with us, and he said, oh, I got um Crazy Steve at my table. Can you pick? I don't drive. Can you pick him up? I was like, yeah. Can I get an autograph? That's the that's the only thing a free autograph. You know what I mean? To do this, yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? Right. And like it was fun. It was fun talking to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got his email address and all that one day to get him onto the show, but somehow I misplaced it. <laughs> the email address, and that's my fault. We'll run again. Run. Again. Yeah. No. Yeah. We'll be back soon. <laughs> so okay. Um. So we're going through our funny stories. Um. Okay, do you have any stories about um like meeting your idol? You know what I mean, wrestling. And um I mean, I guess I I can, you know, uh I can tell you the first time I was pumped up cuz Jimmy Snuka was on a show. Like, you know, like you know, like we didn't know, you know, the the internet wasn't around when I was a kid, so I didn't know all the stuff about Snuka. Yeah. But I was um on a show I know Snook is on it for the very first time and I am you know like ridiculously excited like um, you know like but in, in your head you're like don't be a mark don't be a mark don't be a mark <laughs> I should have just been a mark and like tried to take a picture with him on my uh, <laughs> disposable Kodak camera because again you know I started wrestling before there were cameras on phones yeah uh, and subsequently I, I'd been on dozens of shows with him after that but never never got the picture but um i worked in uh some bad areas in my like real life so i know the smell of certain drugs and uh you know uh walking up and like just getting a whiff of of stuff you're like walking towards the venue and you're like oh man like you know like that smells pretty yeah that's pretty familiar like that's a that's definitely not a legal substance there and then you know, 15 minutes later, in comes Jimmy Snuka, high as a kite, smelling of uh, <laughs> all the all the stuff you shouldn't be doing that's not legal. It's kind of a disappointing thing to be like, oh man, like I, you know, like man, like that that was Jimmy Snuka. Like I, you looked up to him as like a like a hero, and, and he shouldn't have been. It's, he's just a guy, and he liked uh, he liked different things to smoke. <laughs> Yeah, like walking, like parking in the back lot by the arena. Oh, God. You know what yeah. they're doing. <laughs> the, the back lot of the arena is just, you know, a travesty of justice. Right. We, we have we have a friend um, named George Potterino. His mom, um, it was like, it's like Kathy, drove around ECW wrestlers back in the day, became friends with them. 
Um, she did all that stuff, like um, helping other wrestlers take them places and all that. And her husband was a wrestler at one point, but died um, in the 80s. Um, so George works at a um, a um, weed dispensary in Delaware. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, well, I was talking about weed. So. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, recently, with the riots going on, um, he yeah. almost got hit by a center block in the building. Um, oh. Somebody came and threw a center block in the, and missed him by a, a foot. If he was a foot over, he could have got hit and injured badly. But he didn't, thank goodness. But the guy that threw the center block left his bag with his ID and all. So, good job, dude. <laughs> yeah, way, way to go. Uh, like, I, I don't uh, curse that much, but can I just say dumbass? <laughs> dumbass is not a bad word in my words. But, but Okay, freaking moron. <laughs> So, like, we dropped him off one day because George don't drive, and we dropped him off, and and here's Dave Keener going, wow, like, somebody's oh having fun here. God. <laughs> you could smell it, like, you can smell it miles away, and it's not funny. I'm like, holy crap, man, who's it's like walking into a fish concert? Oh, yeah. Been to one of those. <laughs> I've been, my yeah. first concert was fish. Yeah. Oh, man. So... Trying to think, any anybody else like you know, like uh, there's guys I've met at autograph things that were all like Tito Santana, nicest guy in the world. Tito was very cool. I worked nice in ECWA shows. Very nice to talk to him. I want to yeah. I want to meet Rick Martel. He's on my he's on my. Is he still around? Yes, he's still alive. He is, but he just when he left the business, he was just like, yeah, I'm done. Like, no, I don't need to. The only thing he's ever he came back for that one like Night of Champions where him and uh, I think they had him and Gorilla in the audience next to each other. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's, yeah, Martel, man, what a, I, so like, that's who I go back and watch sometimes like Rick Martel. Yes. Just watching Rick Martel and like Razor Ramon and Tito Santana throw punches. My, so, my favorite was, um, him and Shawn Michaels with Sherry in the back. Um, oh, so good. I just oh my, rewatched that. I love that. I, uh, that, that made me fall in love with heels. And so I think, I think I rewatched that cause the dark side of the ring was talking about how messed up uh hawk was at that summer slam okay and then like and then you see like that's the next match it's like well it's sean martell i'm not gonna turn it off and you keep watching you're you're what and everybody's so good mm-hmm. and like sherry passing out and then doing the like looking up to see if they're looking <laughs> falling back down yeah that was and i think she told a story about telling vince what she was gonna wear it's like no, no, no. It'll cover everything. It'll cover everything. And like, you know, her whole ass is out. <laughs> like, she didn't, you know, you, she didn't let Vince know. And then yeah. she went out, and that's the first thing he sees. It's like, oh my god. Like, man, yeah. Sherry was so. As much as everybody says she was great and like she's a legend, I still think she's underrated. Yeah, I agree with you. Beyond, beyond great. Um, I mean, go back and look at her AWA work. Mm. Yeah. But she got Sean to that next level. Yes, right. she did. And I mean, even to this day, you still hear her voice in the beginning of Shawn Michaels' song. Yeah. Um, who else she got over was Harlem Heat. She yeah. brought them over to the next yeah. level, too. So I love Sherry, and I, everything she did in this business was amazing. And that's what I loved about the business. Um, another person that um, you don't get a lot of credit is Luna. Luna was an amazing worker. Yeah. And so was her father. Yeah. Yeah. So that leads into a question. So sure. all the legends that you've worked and everything else, <laughs> like I know you worked Tracy Smothers and a few others. Tracy Smothers. Yeah. Who who Tony was your Falk. 
Love yeah, Tony, Tony Falk. We were listening to that. Would have listened to that, yeah. Who Who was your favorite to work? Um, man, I, I would have loved to have had a few more matches with Tracy. Um, I've only been in like a like a ten man with Shane Douglas. I'd like to have a one on one with Shane Douglas. Um, There's the best arm drag in the business. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who else is like, you know, I I loved working with Steve Carino because yeah, um, <laughs> we trust That's each other. We're at Circle Coffee. Like he didn't, he he'd let me completely call it, um, which was amazing because you know, we we didn't talk. We would just like I can remember we were working a show at like a bowling alley, and I got uh, you know I think like it was a tag match. I don't remember when we were on. Was that the Maple but, Shade show? The, the the before Raw? No, not that one. Um, it was a that was a bar. This was a bowling alley. Oh okay. Um, and, uh, I was, I was beat. I think I came right from work and I just, uh, there was a pool table. So like, you know, when, when I talk about like 60 guys in a tiny dressing room, even when there's like eight guys in a tiny, tiny dressing (laughs) room and there's a pool table, I just climbed up on it and fell asleep. And, you know, Steve and I knew, we knew each other. We trust each other. We knew what he knew what I was going to do. I knew what he was going to do. I knew I could you know, we could just go out there and figure it out, which I, that's, that's the way I like to work is I don't want to plan too much because it's not, you know, uh, right. Like something might work one place doesn't work in another. Right. You could go out there. Yeah. Like it's like going to a restaurant and somebody just gives you food. You don't get to order. So you got to go out there and try and listen to what they want and give them what they want. But I just, I like, Climbed up on the pool table and fell asleep. And I remember Jay Lethal being like, "Aren't you like it just like what are you doing?" I'm like, I, "We'll just figure it out when we get out there." Like, and it just, I, I think Jay hadn't like taken off and wasn't the star that he is, you know, today. Uh, but it was like as he was slowly on the rise. It was a very young Jay Lethal asking me mm-hmm. what I was doing, and I was just like, "I'm going, I'm going to sleep, man. I'm tired." Wake me up like 10, 15 minutes before we go out there. I'll, I'll do my jumping jack and uh, drink a Red Bull and I'll be ready to go. See. But that was, um, so yeah, I mean like legend wise, you know, the names that I drop, I'd, I'd say I always loved working with Steve. I love working with C.W. Anderson. He just retired. And I mean, yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. Chris they, just they say, they say um, they retire, but they never retire in the business. Chris yeah, said he was retiring. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> he, he just officially announced that he's, yeah. Step away, and I fully because support him in doing that. Like he, he's, a, he's always a solid guy to me. I have no bad things to say about him. Um, just incredible uh, being in the ring with him, and like he was awesome. And so there's a lot of times uh, um, you know a guy because you've seen him on TV and you see the stuff he does, yeah. and then you have an idea in your head. Like if you ever got in there with him, and I I went up to him and was like, hey, you know, like. You know, he did like right here, which is almost like the crotch chop. Mm. And I was just like, like when I knock you down, can I do that too? Absolutely. You know, like he was just so giving, <laughs> and and he taught me a lot. In like the one time we were in the ring, you can learn from somebody as long as you take that and apply it. He was awesome. And then you know, like the flip side of that is is like a Brian Christopher who you you give him an idea and it's like you can't make fun of me, man. Like, but like you're. I'm not making fun of you like i'm just i'm setting it up so you can hit me so like this is me getting heat and like you there was no working with him he just it was you had to listen to everything he said and all your suggestions were crap and he was just 
you know, like I, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but anytime I was on a show with him, he was a complete dick. Mm. That leads to the other question then. What's that? Anybody you worked with that's been a complete dick besides Brian Christopher? Um, there's guys that were, and for the life of me, I can't remember their names. <laughs> that's the, the worst part. It's like, I know, like, Sosha and I would just be ourselves, and guys like, yeah, you know, like, you're lucky we didn't kick your ass out there. I'm like, why? Well, you, you were, you know, like, making fun of us. That's, but that's your character. That's the that's the deal, man. Like, well, you're lucky we put you over. Wow. Uh, all right, fine. Uh, um, yeah, um, when you were, ta- like, old interviewing, you were naming people. Um, I heard that's you what say- I do. I yeah, names. yeah, he, you dropped he names the, him. You dropped the name Trent Asset, and I consider oh him, I consider him the River Phoenix of wrestling, because like right. he, yeah, he cut down this prime. Yes, and that's what I consider him the River Phoenix. And what, so he um, just passed ten years too. Yeah, ten years of his passing. Do you have any good stories with him? You know, like we we knew each other because like when I first started out, he was. He was one of the guys at the gym, and like I didn't realize like he was a few years younger than me, and he'd already been doing this. And that's the thing, like I don't think anybody realized he started out when he was like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, and then he was fourteen. You know, and young. working all over the the area at such a young age, and like making a name for himself at such a young age, and getting on shows, which is just it's funny because you know like how PA is like you gotta show your license and make sure you're an adult. It, that's the sort of stuff that like we'd run into because i'm really bad at knowing people's ages i just like even even people i work with uh we make a joke about it because i just feel like we're all the same like we're all on the same level mm-hmm. everybody and then i i forget that like some of the people i'm friends with at work are like 24 <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah like that's right like or like you know i'll be talking to somebody and i forget that like you know you might be like 20 years older than me so it's it's um yeah i mean i just i can i remember getting to work with them and being excited about it and i just i wasn't as good as i thought i was yeah and sometimes you're real you know like you don't realize you're not as good as you think you are until you're in there with somebody who's so much better than you and i can remember that i was good once but i'm not as good as i once was yeah i don't even know if i was good once i'm just (laughs) (laughs) now you're good you you get the crowd if you get get the crowd over yeah you're good I, I know my shortcomings, and uh, it's I, one of those things you, you got to wonder, like, uh, if circumstances weren't the way they were, like, how good he could have been. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't I don't want to be one of these pretend people who was like, oh, we were so close, because, you know, it, it has been 10 years, and he was really good friends with a lot of people, and yeah. that's, that's, like, their story to tell. And I, I, you know, the last thing I'm going to be is fake and be like, oh, man, we were such good, you know, like it's it's a, it's a tragedy and you feel for his family and, yeah. and his friends who really miss him. And uh, I remember getting that call. Yeah. Mike calls me. He goes, uh, Trent died. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I can remember getting that call. I can remember getting the there's a few people like when Candido passed, I got the call. Oh. And, like, I wasn't really friends, friends with him. I just. I, I knew him from shows and I respected him and like you know like it's it's like when you know and like when certain guys pass it's just so shocking because they're in like the prime of their life oh yeah and it's like and when some guys pass you're like oh well yeah no shock yeah and that's the worst part about it is like you become callous because you've watched so many people uh 
do things that were self-destructive or oh yeah yeah but that's the same in all walks of life it's not just wrestling it's it's everything oh yeah, yeah. so okay. i'm just finishing elton john's book and i i can't believe he's alive yeah it's, great movie by the he, way and he goes into great detail in his book about his cocaine use and like how insane it was oh he's like yeah i'm, I'm surprised i'm here <laughs> Look at Ozzy. Ozzy's in that list too. Yeah, Ozzy. Oh, jeez. Like you go back. Like, look at all of Motley Crue. Keith Richards should have died forty years ago. Keith Richards <laughs> did die forty years ago. They just keep bringing him back. Right. I, I I figured out I have a new pet peeve in the wrestling business, and it, it's considered wrestling fans. I hate when wrestling fans get on their phone when there's a match going on. Oh. And but that's everything you can go to the you know like i i when i go to the movies and i see people on their phones it drives me absolutely insane because that's why i go to the movies because i'm forced to not forced to disconnect for two hours only, i love it the only time i only time i go into um my phone it's to look up the actor because i know the actor and i can't remember oh, yeah. who it is and it pisses me off and that happened to me with james bond and it was um mr warbucks from annie from the 80s yeah and I was like, oh my gosh, I knew him. And I couldn't believe where it came from. Tell and, you, tell you about us? Um, I don't remember his name, but it's it's Warbox from yeah, Annie. But yeah, um, that's my pet peeve. Do you have any pet peeves in the wrestling business? In the wrestling business? Yes. Yeah. People without boots. Mm. People without like, boots? I, people without gear in general. Like if you... Like, so like a Kevin Von Eric. There are guys that like, uh, you know, like a John Cena. That's That's his gimmick right i have no issue with it um i know there's guys like kobe kingston wears sneakers because he's more comfortable in it and i would those are guys who are so far above me but like uh on like an independent level when i just when i watch and i, I was guilty of it too i'm not uh, you know like i'm i'm being a complete hypocrite in in a way but like you know i i always say like lt had boots lt worked one match he had boots he had gear he had a full gimmick too. <laughs> yeah, but what, he, had, he had boots. Why don't you have boots? Right. What about bare feet? I have no issue with bare feet. Okay. That's your, okay. you know, hey man, if you can get in there with bare feet and not snap your ankle, good for you. Matt Riddle. Um, yeah. Don't forget yeah. the Samoans. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, um, it makes Kevin him Bonner. stand out. It makes him different. It's like when, uh, you know, like uh, Rikishi used to not wear when he was one of the island or uh, head right? Samu didn't wear boots. You know, Hakuni for a while either. Yoko, I mean, I don't think Yoko ever wore boots. Nope, nope. Yeah, so uh, that's not it. They, you know. We should we should like, send you on. Um... Gear that, you know, you bought a shirt at Hot Topic, and again, like I'm so guilty of it. But like, yeah, and shirts, like, come on. We should send yeah, you okay. the interview with Lance. He talked about boots and um, uh, wrestling barefoot, and it was yeah. it was different for him, and he had to learn different ways to work in the ring yeah and crazy um do you, do you this is going to be my last question um like dreams um like like you're dreaming and you're like i had a dream that i was going to be on backstage with um and it, it was like one of your dreams like it's like oh cool i'm gonna be on backstage with um renee young and everybody awesome this is great and then you wake up it's over and you're like what the hell just happened do you have any wrestling uh, stories of a dream? Oh man, I I can tell you embarrassingly <laughs> stories of me being a little kid and like wanting to be Hogan's tag partner and using pillows to pretend they were like 
me and Hulk was slamming Andre and I was slamming John Studd and we were both slamming them together and you know like that back when I was however little and it's funny now like that was that was like a I definitely did that at my you know like being at my grandparents like <laughs> pretending to body slam big John you know because I wasn't as big as Hogan obviously I was seven right, <laughs> right. So I just I just seven years old slamming big John Studd as Hogan's tag partner yeah <laughs> no big deal Hey, I had the I wrestling buddy. I admit it. I had I had the Hogan wrestling buddy too. I had Hogan and Warrior. I didn't have I didn't have Warrior. I had, I had Hogan. Both of them. And and I I beat Hogan. He oh, was never champion Hogan. again. Possible blasphemy. <laughs> Nobody beat Hogan back then. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. And what's you know like uh, as all these years later, hearing like Andre and uh, Stud teaming up in my head, I'm like, what? and. They hated each other. <laughs> yeah, man. We're gonna we're gonna try to get like episode with Greg Smith, ex- episode four, episode five. We're gonna try to do a, a Let's Star do a whole Wars. series. We're gonna do a st- series of like Greg like Spitz. what's this? This is episode yeah, three, the Marvelous Empire. Three. Maybe maybe when wrestling starts again, and I have something new to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Like ECWA is coming back September nineteenth, I believe. Oh, Let really? me double check the calendar. Because we we want to make this all Star Wars. Greg oh, Spitz, I, I the Marvelous Strikes I'm Back. I'm telling you, it's Never. the Marvelous Empire. Greg Spitz, yeah. Episode Three, the Marvelous Empire. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, the ECWA returns for the Super Eight in Morganville, New Jersey, September 19th. That's uh. So it's a Super Eight. It's the Super Eight. Yeah, it's taken the um, Delaware is not opening back up, but Jersey is. It's uh, you'll be the building uh in Morganville hmm. will have. The ability to like space out a little bit more. Is that so the boys and girls club? And then what's that? Is that the boys and girls club? No, this is uh, it's like play now. It's uh, it's in an indoor uh field basically. Is that where we did um B4W? <laughs> yeah, same place. Same place. All right. Got a question. Yeah. What's the date again? September nineteenth. ECWA Super Eight return. Yeah, I know that building. You know, you know the crazy Marvelous thing one is. One will challenge for the ECWA tag team championship. Okay. Yeah. Who I had the, the, the tag this. champions. The tag champions are Mr. Ulala and JD Luscious. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a good match. Yeah. I'm gonna plan on going to this because I never been to a Super Eight. And yeah, I know uh Ricky Reyes, Eric Martin, um hang on, who else is in the Super Eight? I wanna say Chris Rockwell. Um I don't have a phone, you're on it. So <laughs> Yeah, hang on. I will I will tell you in a second. Plug plug plug. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to go to Super Eight. I wanted to go last year, but um, something came up. Yeah, I know we're we're ending it right now. Yeah. He's he's promoting himself. Give him a second. <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt Tremont, Arcadia, Dasher Hatfield, Chris Rockwell, KTB, Eric Martin, Ricky Reyes, and Vinny Pass. Oh man, I'm sorry, Vinny, if I messed Dasher your name Hatfield, up. Dasher Hatfield, though. Dude, that sounds. Pacifico, sense- Vinny Pacifico. That's the Super 8. The Marvelous One will challenge for the titles. And uh, ECWA heavyweight champion Sam Shields will be in a rematch defending the title. Yeah, uh, so that's the Super 8. Greg, I, when we get the, our equipment for um, the, um, our mixer and all that stuff, we need to get you and Teddy on together. That will be yeah. awesome. Live. Absolutely. That will be awesome, too. Um, like, make it happen. Um, so I'm planning on going to the Super 8, um, and like I always say, when you come onto our show, you become part of the family, and I mean it, and you are family. Appreciate it. 
I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. If you're not doing anything um, July 11th, um, Dave's having a um, birthday party. You're invited. Okay. He's always invited anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm inviting him right now <laughs> on air. show up whenever the hell he wants. He's having Are a party. You? He's bringing, I think he's um, getting a barbecue thing going on. Yeah. From the right. Mission Barbecue? Yeah, just a full barbecue. Oh, oh cool. yeah. Yeah. So, Sounds good, guys. Yeah, you're invited, and I would love to see you here, and we'll have a party. Perfect. All right. Let me know when it gets closer, because I forget things. Okay. No problem. All right. You guys take care. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Later. You like candy? I love candy. I like candy, too. I love candy a lot. What about wrestling? How much do you like wrestling? I love wrestling. So, what if you can combine your love for candy and your love for wrestling? Oh my gosh, it's the sweetest thing in the world. So, at Candy of the Stars, they put them together. Together? Yes. They put wrestling and candy together. How? How? You gotta find out. Oh. Follow them at Candy to the Stars on Facebook to see all the candy creations. And you can also follow them at Twitter at K-A-R-I-M-E-N-A-S-H-E. Should we call them now? Hey, I got the number right here. Oh, what is it? You can call them at 718-687-8804. Oh, can you say that again? Once again, the number is 718-687-8804. They also specialize in chocolate lollipops. Ooh, let's get some. All right, I'm going. Let's go. Get in the car. Let's go. We're going to Disney World. All right. You know, it never seems to amaze me. I've known Greg Smith for over 20 years, if not more, and his stories are always new every single time he gets on a show or on a podcast or something, and it's really cool that he always has something new to say every single time. With his with his um his views on the Me Too and dude, thank you, Greg. Um, thank you for coming on. Um, he's he's one of my favorite people to come on to our show. Oh my gosh, guess always, what? I can't wait for part four. <laughs> part four. <laughs> we're, we're all waiting for part four. So next week we got Corey Castle on, and then. Next, we'll have Frankie Picard and the crew of Philadelphia Underground. Wow. That's going to be amazing. And then we got O-Dog. Uh, who's a legend in the Philadelphia independent circuit. Yes. Man was trained by a legend in the wrestling business in New Jack. Who, who comes next? I, I, I know you love his name. So it's Nick what? Papa Giorgio. Nick Papa Giorgio. And then after that, I'm not really sure anything about her. I know she's coming up in the world. And we just figured, why not have somebody new on the show? And this girl is from down in North Carolina. She's been in the business for about seven to eight months. Just coming up in the world. And her name is Paisley. She has something that got my attention. was when she was on um, Busted Open. Yeah, and she was talking to Bully and uh, David LaGreco. Yeah. So I, I want to I wanna sit down and listen to her story. Because it's kind of different. So, and then we got the, the everybody loves to call him the full-time full job. I mean, I mean the full-time boss. Jobber. Christian Ross. He is the boss. I can't wait to see. You him. know, and I'm really looking forward to this one. This guy, and I mean, been wrestling for over a year. Okay. Pretty good. His name is Sean Henderson. Oh my gosh, this came by Matt Tremont. So it was Christian Ross. Yeah. But still, those guys really good. So really. who's next? Rob Prefrontine. Okay, I don't know him that well, so... Um. Rob, been around for a while. I've seen him in matches with the Madman Kareem. Okay. Of, uh, I think they're called Bad Attitude. Okay. Um, he's a local guy. He's been around. Frankie Picard knows who he is. Okay. And a few other ones. He's pretty good. So, next one, you have a surprise. You're working on I'm a working guest. working on a surprise. You're working August on 30th. a... 
you're gonna work on the the biggest name. Stay tuned to it. Stay tuned. And then we're gonna have to tune into the twenty three hundred podcast. Okay. On that show to find out who it is. We got Darren Hardway next. Darren Hardway. And we had to reschedule somebody recently mm-hmm. because of bullying, and we don't support bullying. So we're so bringing in his replacement is preacher. Phineas, Phineas James. James. The man has trained a lot of great up-and-comers. Go see what he's doing at H2O. He's trained guys like Casey Navarro, who is really good lately. Saw him a couple months back at Standalone Wrestling up in outside of New York. Really good wrestler. So, um, and the next one is um Dan Styles. Dan Styles. Man, I watched him against Frankie Picard. He's great. This guy is behind the intergender challenge. Oh, we need to get him on to the 2300 extra. It'll be cool. So we'll have him on in September. No, I want to try to get him on for his, get him on and talk about his show. Plug his show. So we're going to, we're going to try to do that soon. Okay. Not a problem. So thank you everybody. I am DB Richards alongside the referee. Sometimes I call him the the worst Keener ever, but um, his name is Dave Keener. Thank you, buddy. Please tune in for this and much, much more. Thank you. And I'm DB. And I'm Dave Keener. And we'll see you in the ring.